Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Got a big, fun show for you coming up later in the broadcast. Uh, Jay Black, uh, WSB Sports Director, will join us, as will Judd Hickenbotham, as we talk about uh, the Braves' charge to the pennant. Uh, we've got an actor joining us next half hour. Maybe you can help me with his name, Joe. It's it's uh, Harold. Did you ever watch the show Oz? I have not seen it. You've never seen Oz. I, I'm not in touch with right. the world. It, I'm so sorry. It's Harold Piranu. Okay. I think that's his last name. Anyway, he's coming nice. up. But awesome. you're the you're the headliner. Indeed, you are the headliner at the punchline this weekend. Joe Zimmerman joins us I'll on the Mark Aram Show. We're doing some comedy humor. How are you, Joe? How's Good. everything? Uh, great. I'm happy to be back in Atlanta. I just drove down here in my Kia rental car. Uh, to the sound of hip-hop music on the highway. It was great. Why did you choose the Kia as a rental? I'm just curious. You know, they they the old price, the old kayak gave me the options. I went intermediate. Okay. I didn't go compact. So the Kia is considered an intermediate. And they gave me a Kia. I, wow. I thought I was really going up with the intermediate, but... Uh, but uh, got the, it's it's actually it's it looks pretty nice. Uh, my rental car game is you you reserve the intermediate, uh-huh. and then I'll get the five dollar day upsell to the small SUV. That's how Ooh, I go. This is this is some up. This is some <laughs> next level stuff. They didn't try to upsell you. You show up, and then they and then you pay five dollars more. Yeah, and they'll I'll show I'll I'll sign for I'll sign up for the intermediate. Yeah. You know the smaller car. Nice. And then when I get to the counter. Nine times out of ten, they're like, "Well, you can upgrade to the small SUV for four fifty more a day." Oh wow! And then I do that. I rarely get upsold. I must have a look on my face. They're like, "This guy's small. He just, yeah. you know, I'm a bigger guy." So they're like, "Oh, this chubster needs needs they, an SUV." They know that you need an SUV. <laughs> That's great. But it's yeah. But uh, you wind up saving money anyway. I don't. I don't All right. Know. No, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. I need I need rental car tricks. The rental car. I feel like I always have problems. Renting cars, yeah, yeah, it's always this little bit of a struggle. What 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 issues do you run into? They, Background they, checks. The uh, they they get you on insurance. I never know if I should get the insurance. Never, never get the insurance. See, do you have regular car insurance? See, you, you might not though. Living in New York, do you have? Well, car insurance? I have. I've had. I've had regular car insurance up until about uh, a few months ago. Okay. Well, if you don't have car insurance, then you get it. it yeah. But Clark Howard, who's a consumer advocate on. On our radio station here, uh, tells me to never. If you have car insurance, never ever nice. get the insurance. That's great to know. It's and it's because it's a big charge, and you know I've been renting cars for let's see, you could start when you're 25, so almost 19 years now. And knock on wood, I've never had an accident or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, do you get the satellite radio? Do you upgrade to the satellite radio on the rental car? Uh, I don't. Sometimes the satellite radio is just in there, so I usually just gamble that it's in yeah. there. Now here's the big question. Yeah. 
as we're talking about rental cars with Joe Zimmerman. He might not be talking about this on the punchline stage tonight, tomorrow. Um, you get there's the fuel option. So this is this is the one that kind of mix, mixes uh-huh. me up. You can prepay for the fuel. Yep. Or you can bring it back full, but if you don't bring it back full, they charge you like nine dollars a gallon to fill it up. Which of those options do you traditionally use with the rental car? I just bring it back full, yeah. unless I'm going to, unless I'm driving back to New York City, and then I will prepay because it's hard to get a gas station at the last second in New York City. Exactly, it's tough to. You have to know where you're you're driving to and from because I like to bring it back full as well. Yeah. But sometimes, there's, so when I fly up to Hartford to see my parents. I know there's a gas station right outside Bradley International, so I bring it back full. When I fly out of White Plains, the closest gas station is like eight miles away. So I'll prepay on that one yeah. and let them fill it up because it's a hassle to to fill it up. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's harder than you think. I've rented a – the last thing I'll say about it is I've rented a car and something like two miles away from the rental place. Yeah. There was a toll where you had to have a pass to go through yep. or you had to have quarters. There was Ooh, no other option. No option. Quarters, you had to have or- quarters or a pass. And I had no quarters. And so I, I'm calling the button and and I just <laughs> there was nothing you could do. I just had to drive through without paying. Yeah. Which is an automatic ticket yeah. that goes to the rental car company and then eventually comes back to you. I did that in Cooperstown. Last weekend or two weekends ago, we had a rental car going up to the Baseball Hall of Fame induction, and they had the Easy Pass in the window. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, toll Easy Pass!" But I didn't know you had to open the thing; you had to open the chute mm-hmm. so it was visible. So I drive through the Easy Pass thing, and it was like, "Man!" <laughs> but I had the Easy Pass; I just didn't slide it open in time. Yeah. But the good news is, Jay Black rented the car, so he's going to get the he's ticket. He's going to get the ticket, and That's I was cool. driving in it. All right, Joe Zimmerman, first time ever talking about rental cars and tolls on a radio show. How long have you been in the comedy game? I started uh, 12 years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then yeah. I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and I did a lot. Of, I've done a lot of shows over the years in Atlanta because I used to be on a tour called The Beards of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to be regulars in Atlanta. Um, and yeah, I've just done a lot in Atlanta over the years, a lot of friends here. Um, I uh, I used to work at Habitat for Humanity, so I got some Habitat for Humanity friends here. Awesome. And I used to go to, and I went to Davidson College. I have a lot of Davidson College friends in Atlanta, and then just people that have come to shows over the years. It, it, it's weird, and I, I mean this as a 100% compliment. I don't know if you're 20 years old or 44 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, you've got you've got this baby face, but you've got a beard. Right. And it's like, am I am I in that range? Are you between 20 and 44? Yeah, I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to hear that I'm an ambiguous age cuz sometimes I see those people, it's usually women who I'm like this person could be 23 or you're 42. You don't know, yeah. Uh I, uh, yeah, I, I've had people guess that I'm 28. I've had people guess that I'm 34, All right, but I'm 36. All right. So you're getting up there. But if you said, oh, I'm 24, I would, I would have totally believed it. Really? Yeah. Well, you're just, you're giving me new, which new life, (laughs) give me a new life. I've been feeling old. You know, it's, it's stupid. I've, I've felt, I've felt old ever since I was about nine years old. I've always had that. Like an old soul or you just felt physically old. Just old. You're like you're nine. You're like oh, I'm like <laughs> I'm, it's over. I'm almost to double digits. Almost ten. And I every year of my life, I'm like ah, because we're always the oldest we've ever been. Yeah. I wish I had the more mindset of like oh, I'm young. I've still got so much life. But I've always, ever since nine years, I think nine is the year that you're aware of your own mortality. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> I hope not, but maybe, maybe in your case, nine. I think that's the year that you start to be like, oh, we're all going to die. That's someday. when your grandparents start dying. And you're yes. like, oh, yeah. Grandparents die. Pets I die. Remember <laughs> I was laying in bed one night and there's all of a sudden the clock, the ticking clock, all of a sudden it was just terrifying to me. You could just hear it. Each tick, the sands of the hour, laying awake. So that age nine was the the year that I got rid of the ticking clock. I look back. I remember when I turned twenty seven here at the station, and I remember saying, "I can't believe I'm twenty seven. I'm so old and unbelievable." And my coworkers like, "Shut up, twenty seven's young." But why? And now I look back at forty four, and I'm like, "God, I was so young at twenty seven. I can't believe how old I am now." But I know when I'm fifty seven, I look back now at forty four. I go, "God, I was so young. Why didn't I?" You know, it's we're we we are weird people. I know, we're always the oldest we've ever been, but you know, ten years from now we'll be like, wow, I was so young then. Why did yeah. I think I was old? What an idiot! I was so uh, ten years from now, you, you still going to be doing the stand up? What's the career arc for Joe Zimmerman right uh, now? So yeah, uh, so I started out open mics, then I did MC feature. I've been headlining clubs for about five years yeah. now, and then it's uh, theaters and then stadiums. So I think when I'm 55, I'll be doing. You'll be 55. I'll be doing stadiums. That's how that works. Indeed. What's What's the difference? Um, and I don't need numbers, but financially, from being opener or host opener, whatever, to to the the main act, the Let's feature. See, act. I would say it's factors of about. Well, opening and featuring, it's maybe factors small small yeah. differences, but then headliner really gets. The biggest chunk of the pie. It's like being, you know, the headliner is like being in the one percent. You know, yeah, you're in the big leagues. You, I mean, of if you of of is the way money works. You know, if you're if you're this if you're the CEO of the company, you're making way more than the worker. Sure. Um, I'm not the CEO, but but the headline the headliner they they got to go through an agent. You definitely make a much bigger yeah. chunk of the chunk of Good the pie. For you. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Comedy so, yeah, influences. I'm making, so I'm making, you know, $20 a show. Fantastic. Yeah. And free food at the Punchline Comedy oh, Club. Yeah. Tickets available online, by the way, punchline.com. It's attached As, to the Landmark Diner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's good food. As a 24 to 44-year-old comedian, we're not really sure, mm-hmm. um, growing up your comedy influences were whom? Uh, well, I watched a lot of Simpsons. I watched a lot of Seinfeld. Yes. I read The Far Side. Great comedy. My introduction, I think my introduction to comedy was The Far Side because I would read The Far Side each morning in the paper and then I wouldn't get it. I was too young. Yeah. And I would have my dad explain to me Tell you what was funny on. about The Far Side and he explained like, oh, well, the, the lion just ate that guy <laughs> and that's funny because this. And then I, and then, you know, and then I would giggle. I would like laugh after the joke was yes. explained to me. Like, that's not how laughing works. I, re- I remember vaguely when that stopped being a uh, current comic. We're, we're, I forgot the, the artist's name that was doing it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, that wow. guy. Larson? Yeah, Gary Larson. Yeah. When when it ceased. I remember that was a big deal. Yeah. That and Calvin and Hobbes. Both of them, when those oh, went away. I loved Calvin and Hobbes. That was like, you know, pretty earth-shaking. Yeah. To, but I would imagine kids these days don't even... That's not even a factor, right? No one's buying the newspapers. No one's looking at comic strips anymore. I think you know they got these they got these specialized children's shows on Netflix and mm-hmm. TV where I think kids just do that. But there's got to be some version of comic strips for kids. Peanuts. I don't know. They're still rehashing Charles Schultz stuff from 90 years ago. Yeah, I, I feel like 
Kids, yeah, kids, kids. I guess kids now are missing out on the far side on the Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. You can Google them, find them on the internet. Yeah, find uh, Joe Zimmerman on the internet. Uh, you have a website for us, buddy? Uh, ZimmermanComedy.com. Nice. And I'm on Instagram at Joe Zimmerman and Twitter at Joe Zimmerman. Excellent. And he's at the punchline tonight and tomorrow, Sunday, no? Sunday as well. Oh, Sunday as well. All right. Sunday. So jump online, grab those tickets. Yeah. Punchline.com. Can you hang out one more segment? I would love to. All right. Joe Zimmerman, join us on a Friday night. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Coming up after news, weather, and traffic, Jay Black and Judd Higginbotham from Atlanta's Morning News. Harold Pernow, uh, an actor who you've seen in uh, Oz and Romeo and Juliet and Claws. He's got a show on TNT right now. Oh, cool. John a blank. Joe Zimmerman has no idea who he is. Well, I've seen Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. The one with Leo DiCaprio? I don't know. Claire Dance? I don't know. I just know <laughs> honestly, I just know him from Oz, from HBO, and that's all I'm yeah. going to talk to him about. Uh, Joe Zimmerman, amazing stand-up in studio uh, with his uh, return to the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. Uh, we talked before the break. You mentioned your social media. How important is it in 2018 for a comedian to be on social media and interact with fans? Uh, it seems very important. I, I don't... I, I don't think I'm an expert in that area, which is probably hurting me. But uh, but I, I'm beginning to have more fun on Instagram. You got the stories, you got the pictures, um, and that's yeah, that's how people keep in touch. That's how people keep in touch with you. You do a show. If somebody really likes you, they follow you, mm-hmm. and then the next time you're in town, they know that you're in town. But uh, yeah, the people that are really skyrocketing uh, with of really skyrocketing to the top of comedy are really hitting the social media very hard. Yeah, like create, it seems like it's a big factor. Like, like cre- treating it like it's, you know, 50% of their job. Another job. Yeah. Speaking of, of headliners, on your way up, give me a big name that you opened for or worked with, someone that, that you were like, wow, I can't believe I'm working with this person or opening for this person. Uh, on the way up, I would say about seven years ago, I got to meet and work with Brian Regan, wow. who is one of my favorite comedians, Amazing. who is one of my favorite comedians of all time. And then all of a sudden, you were working with him, and then all of a sudden you're hanging out with him. It's such a bizarre... I've had that experience a few times when you're just suddenly hanging out with your favorite yeah. comedian. It's crazy, right? It's a weird Do experience. Do you feel the pressure? Like, I've got to be so funny right now. I'm hanging out with Brian Regan. It was more like hoping that he would... Be funny, <laughs> just be- to entertain you, and and then he was he yeah. he. The best part about him is he totally lived up to the hype and was just hilarious in person. Yeah, just cracking jokes and just being exactly who you hoped hoped he would be. That's great. He's yeah. awesome. You're awesome as well, I, Joe Zimmerman. I'm more. I'm a little more on on stage. I'm more like you know. I'm more like you're just a thinking a guy. man's comic. I'm just like a guy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, tell us the social media accounts again so we oh, can follow I'm you. I'm at Joe Zimmerman on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Zimmerman Comedy on Facebook. And um, I'm trying to do a little, uh, I'm trying to get out there more with, I have a podcast called A Great Listening Experience Ooh. where each week I try to get a little closer to infinite knowledge and power through my podcast. Sounds deep. Yeah. Joe, great to see you. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. We'll see you this weekend at the Punchline. Tickets online at punchline.com. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show.
Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram with you Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget you can join us Monday at the Gwinnett Stripers game. We'll be broadcasting live from Phil Necro's Bar and Grill. I might be making up that grill part, but we'll be there 7 to 9. You can meet me, Longoria, Loti, Deb Green, the producer, all the bananas there. And it's military night, so uh, two for one uh, for military veterans and active uh, members. Speaking of Gwinnett County, the Braves, sports in general, joining us uh, in studio on a Friday eve, uh, WSB Sports Director Jay Black and WSB's assistant to the assistant sports director, mm-hmm. Judd Hickenbotham. So you're third. You. No, no, I'm second in line. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I'm third. And then Judd's third Where's in line. Where's Wine? He's the first assistant? No, I think um, Edgar is. Oh, Edgar's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jay's, yeah. Got, a, we've, Jay's got like nine direct reports to him <laughs> yes. when it comes to the, the sports staff at WSB Radio. the most copacetic department of the radio station. Yeah, um, so what we do, I mean, Jay, Jay of course, uh, engineers and produces Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade, and Judd filled in this week. Uh, the toughest job in the building, I think. I Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's up his? there. Judd's oh. filling in for Slade. If you're not used to it. Yeah. It's the, the I, I I'm so glad I don't do it anymore. I Jay, hated Jay's that job. job is hard to to babysit the person that's filling in for yeah, too. absolutely, yes, absolutely. But no, yeah, that's it's not the easiest. The at worst all. part is by the time so you did it the whole week. By the time Friday comes, you're you're uh, getting more comfortable. Yes, and then you don't do it again for another six. months. I had that feeling. <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yes, and but then it's all over. You did a fine job. But before oh, you get you. get out of here for the weekend, guys, I just want to do a quick uh, Braves checkup here as uh, we pass the. Uh, the trade deadline mm-hmm. as we go into the dog days of August in the National League East. Um, Jay, I'll, I'll start with you as sports director. Um, are you confident that the Braves are going to uh, win the East? I'm not going to say confident, yeah, but I'm feeling better that it might just be a two-horse race mm-hmm. between the Braves and the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Nationals are going to get their act together in time to Make a push. And there's too much talent there, but man, it's, it appears to be chaos. It's surprising too because I mean the Nationals were the heavy favorites coming oh, yeah. into the into the season. Stout lineup, an amazing uh, rotation, headlined by Scherzer and Strasburg, and um, they've added some bullpen pieces, but just uh, a lot of health issues and a lot of personality issues and chemistry issues. I was yeah. convinced this week, this four game series that they just wrapped up. I was convinced they were going to, you know, at least take three out of four, or if not sweep. The like, Nationals would. The Nationals were yeah. going to. And I, you know, I just they just look so you know fearsome on on paper, but I, there's something with that team. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Braves have a good shot at, at winning the East. I don't think they're considered one of the you know two best teams in the National League necessarily, but I think they can definitely win the division. This Biggest year. concern going forward as the playoff push, Jay. Well, you talk about going to the Stripers game on Monday. There might not be any pitching left there because they might all be in the majors because yeah. the Braves uh, have starters dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. And you can never have enough pitching, and the Braves are kind of getting down toward the uh, toward the end of the barrel there. But all those prospects, now it's time they're going to have to contribute in a playoff push. Are we going to see Tuki Tassant? Am I even pronouncing Ooh, that? You yeah. are, and yeah. I think that's a very good possibility that um, if he, he probably will st- uh, get a piece of one of these uh, doubleheaders uh, here coming up. And it's certainly I, I see him as a bullpen piece down the stretch. And he was, he was part of a trade with Arizona, right, where we just punted – uh, or we took a salary. What was the it was deal? Bronson Arroyo. They, That's they right. Took, yeah. They traded um, Goslin. Phil Goslin. Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. Ten, paying his entire ten million dollars yeah. salary and Tuki Toussaint, who was their previous year's first round first pick. First round pick. So we we punted ten million and we, got a guy that could be a rotation yep. fixture for a we long time. We kind of fleeced Arizona here lately. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Geez, unbelievable. Exactly. Shelby Miller's been hurt the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's let's talk about this uh, the Duval trade. Ander Inciarte had been slumping. The Braves go out and get Adam Duval, big slugging outfielder from the Reds, and all of a sudden, Judd Inciarte's uh, you know his job was on the line. He's turned it on. Yeah, he has turned on. He's not hitting leadoff anymore. I yeah. think that kind of helps. You know, you move him down the lineup. I like Inciarte. I know he's kind of had a bad year. I know he's kind of in the doghouse with with Snitker a little bit the way he wasn't you know hustling earlier this year. But I still love his game. Uh, I think he's going to come around, but he he's got to get a little more consistent offense. Does he have mad game? He's got. I would say he has mad game. The beard has mad game. Does Jay Black have mad game? Uh, yeah, oh. Inciarte has great mad game. Uh, Ronald Acuna. We're starting to see the phenom that Ooh, everyone's yeah. been talking about for years. He's really turned it on. Yeah, I mean, if you can hit a 450 foot homer in one inning and then rob uh, rob somebody in the bottom half of the inning. Yeah, I mean that, that's a, the the talent is there. You're just a little concerned about the pitching. You're a little concerned about the bullpen. You know they made some minor adjustments to the bullpen, but I mean that you know the position players are they got what they want. I'd say one thing the Braves need is that they need an ace, and they don't quite have an ace yet. No. And I don't I don't know if it's a veteran ace or something like that. My dream, too of late. all dreams, yeah, is Degrom to come to Atlanta or something yeah. like that. You know that kind of guy. I mean, well, you don't trust Fultonavich or Sean Newcomb in a winner take all ball give game. Give me yet? not this not this season. Well, if, Talk to me. But you look year. at it. So let's say it's a best of three. Let's say the Braves are in a best of three playoffs. Yeah, you're throwing out Fulty. You're throwing out Annabelle Sanchez. He's my he's my game one starter. Two, I swear. And then Newcomb in number three. Yeah. Which is you know you're basically throwing out three top of the line rotation but not guys, true but not one. true number one. Yes. Yeah. And yes. then he, then he run against the Dodgers and they throw up uh, Kershaw or mm-hmm. the the Nationals throw up Scherzer or the Phillies throw up I guess Arietta would be their number one right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm concerned. I'm opti- I'm cautiously optimistic, though. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played. Um, but, I mean, they're in the hunt, which is good. They're yeah. in the thick of things. Very is- important series this weekend, Walden. The Nationals was important for the division. The Brewers lead the wild card yeah. by a game over the Braves. And that's a powerful team. That's it a is. team that can hit uh, hit some bombs off of you. They yeah, got we, we Moustakis, saw they in Milwaukee. who used yeah. to be a stalwart on uh, Judd Hickenbotham's AL-only fantasy yeah, team <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> uh, real quick, I know uh, football season is just around the corner. Jay Black, any headlines from uh, from Athens for the Dogs fans out there? There is a lot of talent there. We got to see him uh, during fantasy. Day last weekend, the open practice uh, last Saturday at Sanford Stadium. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of potential depth, but you're still having to replace basically four first-round picks. Yeah. And that's going to be the question: is how do the dogs do that? But the East, though, seems to be weak from my uh, layman's yeah. eyes. I think it can't be as bad as it was last year. Yeah, because Florida's not going to have the train wreck they had, and Tennessee's going to at least win one game in the SEC, which they yeah. didn't last year. So I think the division is going to be better, but Georgia still should be the class of the East. WSB Sports Director Jay Black, the class of WSB Radio, and Judge Higginbotham, not too bad yourself. Oh, thank you. Hey, try the Nuxie in Quinnett. The Nuxie? The Nuxie. It's the specialty sandwich at Necros. Done. Yes. You guys are invited, by the way. Monday, come see us. Phil Necros Bar and Can Grill. I bring my parents? Yeah, of course. Okay. Can you fill right. someone, find somebody to fill in for me on Tuesday? Absolutely. <laughs> Have a good weekend, guys. All right. Thanks to uh, Judd and Jay. You can uh, hear both of them on Atlanta's Morning News every Monday through Friday, starting at 4.30 a.m. with Scott Slade and Atlanta's Morning News. Uh, joining us now in the program, an actor for one of my favorite shows of all time, Oz Harold Pernod. Harold, before I get to uh, the season finale of Claws on TNT, I hope you don't mind if I uh, discuss briefly with you uh, the television show Oz and my deep obsession with it. Is that all right if we, we discuss Oz for a couple of seconds? 
let's let's delve into Oz, my friend. All right. I, I mean, Oz was a groundbreaking show, and I think all of these amazing dramas that have followed need to credit Oz for for breaking down some walls and barriers uh, back in the day on HBO. My question for you is. How did you wind up on that show? What what were what was the casting like? How did you wind up on there? And what did you know about the show going into it? Oh wow, man, that's really that's really really interesting. <laughs> so uh, you know, at the that the time I had uh, I had just finished uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet had just come out like a, I don't know a couple months ago, and so I was getting like all this like people like buzzing like who is this kid like what's the deal and stuff like that. And so. Um, I, I got a couple of calls to do a couple of different shows, and I went and I auditioned. And then this one thing was happening in uh, New York City that said it's called Oz. It's set in a prison. It's like weird. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know if I want to do something that's in a prison, like another black guy in a prison. I, I just didn't want to do it. Um, but um, I read it, and it was so, so interesting. And so, um, and also, I guess I, I wasn't really working that much, so I couldn't turn down anything. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Uh, so I went, so uh, I, was, uh, I was in California at the time time i came home to new york uh i went in i auditioned i thought i did really well and then i didn't hear anything about it (laughs) i went back to california broke up with my girlfriend waited again (laughs) i didn't hear anything then they called me back and they're like oh hey they really really liked you they've been thinking about it they called back They, they want you to come in one more time i went in again with the director and i felt like i did so poorly that literally i started crying when i left i was like i can't believe i just I just blew this whole job. And, like, by the time I'd taken the subway back to my apartment, they called me up and said, yep, let's do this. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so then I started doing all this research, and I went to prison, and I started talking to people in prison, and I started doing all this stuff, and then we started. We just went from there. Did, did you originally audition for Augustus, or was it another role perhaps they had in mind for you? And, uh, I had always auditioned for Augustus. I didn't know where it was going. I just knew I had these monologues i had like two or three monologues i didn't really know what that meant or you know i didn't understand it until we got there and then uh, darnell martin who was a uh, the director at the time explained that she had had this idea because she'd gone to i think moma or something like that and she saw these uh these boxes she thought it'd be cool to just sort of set somebody in the center of a box whirling and I didn't know what she was talking about, <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, but she's such a great artist, and so uh, yeah, we got there and started doing that. They, As they, you know, we had this amazing crew. They built this thing, and we were there. Such an amazing, and I'll tell you what. After watching that show, and I was hooked on it. That that's when I made mm-hmm. the decision never to do anything ever ever in my life where I could wind up in prison. <laughs> I mean that. Not that no. I was a bad kid, but that show scared me straight and i think literally they should show at least clips of that to high school students now and be like listen you mess around you're gonna wind up in emerald city this is this is how bad it you're gonna wind up in emerald city and you're gonna be eating and you're gonna be eating dinner and it's gonna be filled with glass you're not gonna know it (laughs) yeah just (laughs) crazy crazy. it's so scary so so scary yeah well so thank Mm -hmm. you for that i guess crediting you for keeping me out of uh, big boy jail um let's (laughs) Let's talk about the uh, congratulations, man. The, the clause uh, season finale this Sunday on TNT. What can we expect on on the yeah. season finale? Uh, you know, this has all been this whole big setup for, because Desna's getting married and uh, and uh, and she's got revenge on her mind. So um, I think you, uh, this 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 episode you're gonna it's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. I mean, there's gonna be things that you just never expected to happen. That's that's the best I can like I can actually say. I don't I wouldn't want to give it away because. When you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like, literally head explode. Uh, not Maybe not literally, because if your head <laughs> exploded, that would be terrible. But, um, 
<laughs> but actually, like, yeah, mind blown. How about that? Um, so there's going to be a lot of real interesting twists and turns, and uh, and the ladies really are going to take you on a on a really great ride. Our, our writers are so good, and they're so smart, and it, it's so fun and so good to look at. And yeah, so this this this, this finale is going to be a lot of fun for everybody. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot on Twitter about this amazing show. It's uh, the season finale this yeah. Sunday, 9 p.m. on TNT. Harold, so honored you could join us. Thanks so much for your time, sir. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it, brother. All right, thanks, Harold. Appreciate it. Uh, Oz, one of the best shows of all time, uh, but uh, it is definitely not for the kids. So <laughs> so don't have your teens watching it or preteens watching it. It's adult-only uh, viewing. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the program. A reminder. Hey, it's Mark Aram, by the way. Uh, a reminder next Monday, this Monday, coming up after the weekend, you can see me, Loti Chuck, Longoria, and Deb Green, the producer of The Mark Aram Show, will be broadcasting live at Necro's Bar at Cool Ray Field as the uh, – Gwinnett Stripers take on the Louisville Bats on Monday night. Tickets available uh, online. And if you are, it's a military Monday, too. So if you're a military vet or active member, you can get two-for-one field-level seats. So come on, hang out. Good food at Necros. We've been there before. It's awesome and a great chance to see some great baseball with the Gwinnett Stripers again at Cool Ray Field. Come out and see us on Monday. We'll be broadcasting live from 7 to 9 at Necros. Maybe Mr. Necro, Nuxie, the Hall of Famer, will stop by and join us as well. All right, uh, coming up before news, weather, and traffic, uh, after news, weather, and traffic, some more amazing stuff from the Mark Aram show that Longoria has pulled. I will be uh, playing poker in Cherokee County all weekend. Not Cherokee County, but Cherokee Casino in North Carolina. Uh, but I'll be active via social media, so if you want to hook up on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Mark Aram and uh, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.